Today's show is sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com. I could talk about this forever. You already know the drill. If you need awesome laser edge glassware at wholesale prices and you are a bourbon group, you are a store, you're a distillery, you got to talk to the folks at distilleryproducts.com. Reach out to me. I would be happy to get you in touch with them. They have amazing prices and do amazing work at distilleryproducts.com. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Orca Coolers. Make this summer the coolest summer ever with Orca. They have something for everyone from American-made, lifetime-guaranteed hardside coolers to stainless steel whiskey barrel tumblers. They're ready to have your name on it. I got a hard cooler, a soft cooler. I got a few of these whiskey barrel tumblers. I'm getting ready to make my barbecues awesome. Use code DADS20 for 20% off of your order at Orca Coolers. That is code DADS20. Adds 20 and you're going to get 20% off. And that actually means something pretty substantial when you go to get a new cooler. So check them out. OrcaCoolers.com. Use code DADS20 for 20% off. Today's show is also sponsored by our friends at Action247.com. You want action? Get in on the action at Action247.com. The only sports book by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. And it is the NHL playoffs. The Preds are playing against the Carolina Hurricanes. So for every Preds playoff games, if the Preds win, you win. Bet $5 on the game and you'll get a $10 free bet for every goal the Preds win by. So if they win by four to one, you're going to get a $30 free bet. The Grizzlies are also in the playoffs. NBA playoffs are going on. Bet $5 on the Grizzlies. If they win, you get your winnings plus a $12 free bet. And of course, if you use code DADS100, they are going to match up to $400 of your deposit. Check out all the boosts they have. Visit the special section of their sportsbook at action247.com. So I was, uh, I was riding down the road the other day. You know, like every now and then, like something kind of catches your eye that you read. And it's not necessarily the words in, in like what you read, but like once you digest it, it just doesn't make any sense. And you're just kind of like befuddled for an infinite amount of time. I mean, I'm befuddled for a good amount of time anyway, but continue. I see this sign on a business. Now you tell me what goes through your mind if you re- read or see this sign. Vegan, sunless, tanning. I don't really know how to take that. <laughs> Same here. I, I was like... I mean, it hit me pretty high on the, oh, shit. Surely I didn't read that right. Like, the, F, F it. I, I got an extra two minutes. I'm going to loop around the block just to make sure I actually read that sign correctly because this is aggravating me because I I can't figure out how this makes any sense in the damn world. I, I read it correctly, though. I mean, at that point, I probably would have gone in. If I took the time to loop back around, <laughs> I would have taken the time to go in and say, wait, wait, wait. Vegan refers to food, sunless tanning. Like, how the hell do you have sunless tanning, number one? But, like, I didn't know that there was a vegan and non-vegan way to tan. Same here, bro. I mean, I guess I could have rolled up in there and been like, hey, nothing else in the world's ever gotten my pasty white ass to tan. Well, you think that vegan sunless tan into a trick? Maybe this is what it is. Okay. Okay. I got it. I just Googled while we were talking and it says there are cruelty-free vegan self-tanners. So maybe the whole thing is that you can put on tanning lotion that is vegan and that would make sense. But like if you're going in a booth, I don't know how you could go in a booth and have it be vegan. I mean, I still don't understand what vegan had to do with it. Ain't that like what you eat? 
And then well, a dietary lifestyle or modification, I guess. I mean, well, I think it would just be animal free. So it would be something that's animal free in the lotion. Like, so the tanning lotion does not have anything to do with animals whatsoever. It is a plant-based lotion. Well, I mean, you'd be disqualified from the get-go. They'd be like, sorry, sir, you already halfway, you know, meet the requirements for a bear. You you, you can't go vegan. <laughs> I could never go vegan. They'd take one look <laughs> at me and just be like, no, no, no. We we know the truth. You know, even even if I went vegan, like, I would have to lose a considerable amount of weight before I could actually go vegan because nobody would believe I was vegan. <laughs> Sorry I, if that uh that caught anybody uh, the wrong way, but it, it is literally, I have laughed about it for like three days now. Just like, vegan, sunless, tanning. Like, how does that even a thing? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this makes me want to drink. Let's start the show. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is John Edwards, and with me, as always, is Zeke Baker, and together we make the Dad's Drink of Bourbon. Wherever you are, whatever time it is, thank you for making us a part of your day. Zeke Baker, how are you? Oof, the, the allergy sinus struggle is real, my friend. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm doing good to, to get through this. I, I pretty much uh, gave, you, gave you all I had there on that open. You have a man cold? Man, my nose has not stopped running for four days. I mean, literally, I'm I'm going through more Kleenex than like the first time when you're 16, your parents are gone for a weekend. You haven't really been able to do this with COVID, but one of my favorite lines from Forrest Gump is when Jenny's like, Forrest, I'm sick. He's like, what's the matter, Jenny? You got a cough due to cold? <laughs> I'm just thinking about you. Like, you are just milking this. I mean, you've been complaining about your nose to me for days. I mean, I, I, I'm doing the best I can. Literally, I blow my nose up easily a hundred times a day right now thank god you are no longer in a retail pharmacy and you are back behind a (laughs) desk because like nothing would be better than somebody coming to get their medicine and you're sitting there going hold on let me get it for you actually i always preferred that you just blow your nose or do something real obnoxious Uh, you got any questions over hold on one minute they just look at you like uh no man i'm good i'll call you if i need something all right thank you like, are you wearing gloves? <laughs> no glove, no drugs. <laughs> I do have to apologize, everybody. I am sorry. I've been in a little bit of a funk. It's totally my fault. Work has been kicking my ass. I know that we have only got out. This is the third episode we've got out this month. So we owe you two more. There are going to be two makeup episodes sometime this month. I just have not been able to. And honestly, last episode, the one we did on Fourgate, it's one of those episodes, Zeke, where my energy was not up. And you called me out on it before. And I remember because we were going to record two that night. And I told you after I said, I'm dead tired. I can't do another one. And you can hear it so much in my voice, like the way I'm talking it took me forever to edit that episode because i just couldn't get through it because i wanted to slap myself in the face the whole time yeah that makes two of us <laughs> i mean you got a new haircut you got a pretty new haircut i mean it's one of those things you know you don't have to worry or, or you know think of anymore but you know i still try and look clean when i can I had him leave it a little bit longer in the front to uh you know a- add some youthfulness hopefully to hide the fact that your hairline's receding 
I mean, it never really grew in that far to begin with. I, I've showed you pictures of high school. I mean, it, I, I, did, I, I had a downhill battle here, so I'm doing what I can. You're looking good. We're happy you're here. Anything news-wise you want to talk about? Did you hear that CYPB was named the best whiskey in the world? I did not. I, I did see, coincidentally, an article about Weller yesterday or today, and they were talking about the San Fran, and let's see, they said that CYPB, Foolproof, and then Weller Straight Bourbon, which I assume is William LaRue, because I couldn't think of anything else, and plus they like listed the whole damn line elsewhere, um, as far as the line of products. Those got double gold, OWA, and single barrel got gold, and then Weller 12 and Special Reserve just got silver. <laughs> That is comical, if nothing else, the people that pine over a Weller 12 still, and then it it pulls a silver. It, uh. It's very oaky for me. <laughs> well, oh, it is. I mean, I, I'm, I've, we've said long ago, I mean, I think I've owned three ever, and at least two of those were for family friends that I just passed off to, and I, I think I've drank one. And after that, I was like, I, you know, I think I'm good here. But it was the World Whiskies Awards 2021 World's Best Bourbon was CYPB. The tasting note says the nose is punchy with complex floral and fruity notes. The palate follows with rich fruits, including figs and raisins, paired down with some subtle vanilla warmth. There's some bold rye spice that is met with brown sugar on the finish. It's delicious and well-balanced. I mean, forever and a day ago when it first came out and reviewed it, I think I gave it the highest marks of anyone. I mean, granted, I'm still not chasing any down, and I haven't had one since and don't need one, but it is a good pour for what it is at, at retail or close to it as well, at four or five or whatever, $100 or more it is now in secondary. Nah, bro, they can keep it. I think we got it from retail because Tarek was nice enough from Elixir Spirits in Spring Hill, Tennessee. He was nice enough to let us get one at retail. He knew we wanted it for the show. We put it up blind against every other Weller. I think I still had OWA as number one. I think I had CYPB as a solid number two. I am pretty safe to say that even with Weller foolproof in there, I think those would still be my top two. Think craft your perfect bourbon. Yes, where there are a bunch of people that went on the website and just put in mash bills to see what would happen and did not think that this was going to turn into an actual whiskey. 100%. I still think that they probably got a lot of good data from there and had to mine through it and figure it out. So I wonder how much it's actually the results of that website or we kind of got ish from the website and then we kind of tweaked it to what we thought it should be. But either way, it's a solid release. Good job. It comes out at 95 proof so it's like kind of that in between it's the in between the owa and the weller special reserve uh, i won't ramble on this but i i'm pretty uh pretty firm in my belief that the accurate to that survey were going to come out uh, a certain way regardless of the submissions i mean me and you and eight other people could have you know submitted data and known what everyone submitted well the results are but only that one guy over there voted for a weeder. We all talked about it. Again, the results are. <laughs> Thanks for playing. But anyways, congratulations to Buffalo Trace and Sazerac for CYPB being World Whiskey Awards, World's Best Bourbon 
in 2021. I'm with you. If I could find it retail, which good luck, but if you could find this one retail, it's solid. I still, it's hard for me to pay secondary for Weller unless it's William LaRue. On an up note though, I mean, at least it was already essentially non-findable. So it it shouldn't be on anybody's radar, honestly. So, I mean, if, if you're going to follow the hype train and that kind of stuff, I would rather they just go ahead and, you know, perpetuate something that's already in the stratosphere all the way on out to oblivion versus taking a product that at least now you can find on the shelf. And then suddenly everybody in the world wants it because it wins some, you know, award and, oh shit, well, product X and Y, I can't find those anymore. Used to be on the shelf 45 bucks. Now it's a hundred if you find it. You know what I mean? Like just go ahead and blow out the water. The ones that are already, you know, not on the radar. Who gives a shit? Yeah. So you're happy they didn't McKenna it. Yeah. Or like say anything else, but yeah, just don't take something that people enjoy and can find and suddenly, uh, you know, immediately change its status. What the hell are you going to do when Jack Daniels barrel proof wins an award? (laughs) Actually, I mean, it probably has. It's just, I mean, it's Jack. I I think by now enough people know that uh, we are big fans of it to say the least. We've we've preached that gospel a good bit now. The tide hadn't turned yet, man. I I hope and think we're, we're safe on that to a degree. I mean- could be wrong but i sure as hell hope not i know for a fact there is no other podcast that has picked as much jack daniel barrel proof collectively as you and i i've helped on 10 now i've helped on four i'm not on 10 but i've done four <laughs> bang, bang. i've done four barrel proofs and two jack daniel select which one will be right too yeah and one will be coming out a jack daniel select will be coming out in june at franklin wine and spirits and that was picked by me our friend rourke our friend dan blair the bearded dram and then our friend tim nashville bourbon enjoyment and rourke is suburban dad survival along with some people from franklin wine and spirits so that will be a great barrel let you know when that comes out but fair enough cypb wins world's best whiskey from the world whiskey awards now let's talk about another whiskey. This is Blood Oath, Pact 7. And there is a huge press release, a lot of information in here. This is from Luxco. Master distiller renews bourbon pact with fans by creating Blood Oath, Pact 7, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Luxro Distillers is launching Blood Oath, Pack 7 Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in Sauternes cask. Pack 7 is the latest in a series of Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey blends created by Lux Row Master Distiller John Rempe. Available at retail starting mid-April, so we're past that. We're a month late. Blood Oath Pack 7 has a limited allocation of just over 17,000 cases, so that's about 51,000 bottles at a suggested MSRP of $99.99 per bottle. Here's where you should pay attention. So I'm actually going to call that out for you now, Zeke, so you know the specific areas I want you to pay attention to. You listening? I am. In a blend only known to Rempe, Blood Oath Pack 7 features a combination of three Kentucky Straight Bourbon whiskeys, a 14-year ride bourbon, an eight-year ride bourbon, and an eight-year ride bourbon finished in Sauternes casks. Sauternes is a sweet wine from the small town of Sauternes in the Bordeaux region of France. So is that red or white? You know, I don't know shit like that. It is a white wine, Zeke Baker. <laughs> so did I Did I miss this part or did you say the size of the release? I said it was 17,000 cases and 51,000 bottles. 
I heard the bit about one of the three components, which was a rye bourbon, which I'm going to assume to mean 51% corn, but then also rye and malted barley in there. Was the final blend finished or just one component featured the finished aspect prior to the blending or mingling or uh, however you want to call it? So it's a combination of three whiskeys. There's a 14-year bourbon. That's yeah, a high no, I mean, rye. You, no, so yeah, it's the three whiskeys. You say a rye bourbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me. Let me. A rye bourbon is just a bur- a high rye bourbon, not a weeded bourbon. Or a rye bourbon is be. just bourbon with rye, not bourbon with wheat. Yep. Okay. And then there is two out of the three are not finished. One is finished in the sauternes. Gotcha. So the the final product was not also finished. Just one of the components. Yes. Okay. He names the series Blood Oath because he vows to be the only one who knows where these whiskeys have come from. He also promises to make the best bourbon for the bourbon connoisseur with each packed. But all of these had a finish, correct? Was it, and I, and I, I mean, I, in my mind, I think they've all been some form of a wine finish, but I, I'm not well-versed on this enough to, uh, to be certain on that statement. A hundred percent. Each one has had a finish component to it. You are a hundred percent right on that. Was it always a wine finish, or are you uncertain on that, too? I mean, honestly, I don't know. I, I mean, I there's like been seven of them. I think one had some cognac. I mean, it's been different okay. stuff. It's whatever John wants to do. Yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't know, so I thought, thought there were shits and giggles. So we've gone through all of the stuff that you normally fall asleep for. What do you think about this whiskey, Zeke Baker? Well, my apologies to everyone. Uh, this will be a, a, a one angled review as i mentioned i've been on the struggle bus for a minute these sinuses i did uh get notes on this earlier in the week when i felt a little more confident about uh my senses so hopefully it's uh somewhat spot on but i ain't been able to smell shit in a few days really sorry so palette wise i thought that initially i got a big pop of both uh spice as well as a, a mineral component i wouldn't call it minerals like um like the vitamin aspect that folks get out of, uh, you know, some dickle juice and whatnot, but it, it just had a minerality to it, uh, more earthy, I felt like. Um, that you could definitely tell there was somewhat of a, a wine influence, and where I really caught that the most was I picked up a lot of wet oak tannins. Uh, hopefully that makes sense. The, it, it just seemed like the, the oak tannins that were in there were really just kind of soggy and saturated and just, just they had, I, I don't know, it just felt wet to me for whatever reason. Upon some chewing, the spice fades off pretty decently. And then as the spice fades off, so did a, a fair amount of the overall profile, I felt like. I went back through it uh, a second time, especially on the front end, it, it didn't um, pop at me as much. I think I was you know a little more uh, ready for what was coming. I've also picked up uh, much more of a peanutty profile in the front end, but it definitely still had a strong spice and minerality components. Finish-wise, it, it lingers and hangs for a while, um, but it is, again, back to the those wet tannins I really felt like I was picking up. Overall, I just felt like this had a, a, a fair amount of the, the wine influence to it, and um, it seemed kind of thin throughout, but kind of on the wine influence and to me the biggest part where i caught that was uh that kind of wet oak tannins it just seemed like from one of the wines i've had that seemed you know more oaky i would put this in that landscape and i'm by no means the best person to judge wine but on my limited experience i felt like that's where it landed you can't judge a wine by its cover what about its color i mean i kind of 
go towards reds if I'm going to drink wine, but I don't really drink a lot of wine anymore. Wine gives me headaches. We've talked about this a lot, Zeke. Just we're not big wine finish guys, especially the Sauternes. You know, the last Sauternes we had was the Jefferson's Grand Selection a few years ago. And I have the same problem with this one that I did with that. I think if you like white wine, if you like wine finished whiskey, this is going to be your jam. Go ahead and get it. Let's talk about things I like first. I love that this is a limited release that's at $100. I think that is awesome. More distilleries need to put out limited releases under 100 bucks. So my hat's off to Luxrow for that. This is just very dry. There is a very dry wine component across the board and i agree with zeke on the mineral aspect of it as well but it's very dry to me and it's just not my jam but if you like wine here is a sub hundred dollar lto that you should go seek out but for me i just don't like the dryness i i like something that's sweet a little thicker a little bigger mouthfeel it's just not what i look for but if if you like wine finished stuff then it's a very solid pour so point of reference just because i try to uh you know understand where you and i both go sometimes on these things the dryness you're getting out of that like i say i I felt like it seemed like wet oak to me just in the sense of a lot of i guess straight bourbons i've had more of a charry bitter that kind of dry feeling but this just really seemed like soggy wood to me or almost um like when you pull a cork out of wine and you know how they're just, just I don't know, it's just saturated. I don't know. I can't really put a whole lot of words to it, but that's where I was. I would agree with that on the front palate, but the second it goes to mid palate to finish is where the dryness of the wine really kicks up for me and just takes over. Okay. Yeah. Like the way it hangs around. Yeah. And it's just dry and it's not dry in a way that makes you want to take another sip. It's why I normally don't like white wine. White wine is too dry for me. I like a red wine. I like something a little bit more fruity. I like a little more sweet. I know that people really do love some white wine. It's just not my jam. Gotcha. So maybe wet's not the best word for me, but because it wasn't like it, it didn't feel dry, but the the type of oak and the flavor I got of the tannins, they just seemed like soaked. I don't know. I couldn't get past that kind of feeling about it. No, I get what you're saying. I mean, the front of it was bold. And then it turned like the second it hit the roof of my mouth, it was just like, all right, I'm different now. Yeah. It was the day and night difference. And it was like when the sun, that moment where the sun just goes below the horizon, it it's now night, you know, like it's that switch where it's like, all right, we're ready to go now. I mean, I will at least say, especially in the realm of wine finishes and uh, this particular type of wine based on the, the, the stuff we've had in the past. I definitely made the least ugly, frowny, awkward-looking faces tasting this one compared to those other ones. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean so, some of those previous ones, man. We we're like, uh, do you want to finish my pour? <laughs> it's like, do do you want us to do this review? Can we invite some guests in for this one? <laughs> That's when people go to send us stuff, and I'm like, you know, we don't like wine finishes, right? Just want to throw that out there for you. You take it as you want to but it's not our jam at the same time i I mean i still enjoy these and 
and pushing the the boundaries and limits a little bit of retesting the palate, seeing, you know, what different things we pick up and, you know, who knows, taste buds change. I mean, I kind of knock on what hope this doesn't become my, <laughs> my wheelhouse for a profile, but you know, I, I enjoy tasting some, some off things here and there just to, you know, get a full run of the meal. I'm not going to lie. I want to taste more of them until I find one that really is my jam. I'm like, you know, once I find that one that you and I both say, that's a really good whiskey, 100%. I think the thing with this is, it's like I said over and over, if you like wine-finished whiskey, this is going to be right up your alley. The front of the palate, though, for me is if that was the profile throughout, if that rang true throughout this maybe if it was just the blend of the three whiskeys without the the sauternes finished in there as well maybe it would be a different story but it's the second it like it's like the second it turned i wanted it to go back to what it was before i don't know i think that white wine might be what gives it some of the kick and the bite in the front end or not bite but just the way that spice i mean that spice comes off and it pops like whoa and i mean it's not overwhelming but it's just such a um i guess overwhelming it's not like hot, but it's such a just noticeable force of the palate. You're like, whoa, that came in at me swinging. Either way, I think we would both agree that I would rather have a taste of this than vegan sunless tanning lotion. 150%. <laughs> like 300%. <laughs> Nothing about vegan sunless tanning lotion. I don't want animals to die for people to have to have tanning lotion i'll say that i'm not afraid to say that but ever tell you about the tanning bed experience i had so back in the high school days one of my dad's uh, friends in town you know small town she owns a tanning studio well somehow they get to bullshit and dad's giving me and my best friend hell about being a you know almost albinos quote unquote so she's like steve i own a tanning salon why don't you send them here he's like it ain't gonna work them two boys can't tan for nothing ain't gonna happen so they end up making a bet she would let us come tan for free for a month. And if we'd actually tanned, he had to pay up. If we didn't, you know, no harm, no foul. Went damn near every day for a month. Didn't get a shade darker. <laughs> Neither one of us. <laughs> I can only imagine your dad being like the, I told you so. Yeah, we were like, yeah, we're, we're here for our daily drop in. They're like, you going to pay? I, I, just talk to what's your name in the back. They got some bet going. <laughs> going back to this, I, I would probably... I would probably suggest having it at a bar if you think for whatever reason you might have our palates. But if you like wine finished, again, sub $100 limited edition, buy that shit all day. Like, uh, I mean, it's, it, it's unique. It's not off-putting, it, and there's plenty of angles to enjoy it. I mean, that being said, it, it's not mine. I don't think you're jam per se, but it's not one of those things where you – no matter who it was, like, hey, should I get that? Like, not so much, bro. Not so much. I mean, I, I wouldn't classify it as that by any means. No, not at all. I think it's one of those things where it's like, hey, man, if you like some wine finished shit, go ahead and drop a hundred bucks on it. You know, worst thing you're going to do, go trade a Weller 12 and buy two of these. <laughs> this will be one of those where, uh, you know, inevitably, like, you know, folks will, you know, you'd be bullshit with somebody or like online or something like, oh, man, have you had this? I had the other day. I really loved it. Uh, you guys should get one or can I send you a sample? Like, ah, we might have reviewed it a couple of months ago and didn't really get the overall seal of approval, but thanks for being considerate. <laughs> <laughs> 
totally agree. Still ISO more Tommy Bahama bourbon. (laughs) 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 That one does crack me up the most, I think, of anything. And it's not a dig, but it's, you know, it's just funny to laugh about that. Like, Tommy Bahama has a bourbon? What the hell? I still can't get over that. Like, when people ask, it's like, did you know Tommy Bahama has a bourbon? Yeah, I mean, it's just been good conversation all around. Like, I'll I'll take that over half the stuff we get. (laughs) I feel like we need to buy one at this point and just like keep it someplace just so it's a conversation piece like build it into a coffee table and then have somebody be like is that tommy bahama bourbon yep even once it's gone you just refill the bottle with something just so you continually have the conversation piece yeah like it has to say someplace that the second people walk into your house they see Tommy Bahama bourbon. Uh, it could be one of those things where like somebody, you know, invites us over, you know, just casual friends and like, you know, somebody there that they tell you likes bourbon. Oh, we told so-and-so you're going to be there and you're a bourbon person. They want you to bring, you know, something, you know, nice. You walk in like Tommy Bahama bourbon and then even better wearing like one of the big, like floral Tommy Bahama shirts <laughs> <laughs> just look like completely the half goofy as hell. Like this guy's supposed to know bourbon, like get out of here. <laughs> I have to tell you that I have never owned a floral shirt or a Hawaiian shirt because I feel like at my size, if I were to do that, everybody would find that too stereotypical. I would just find it very um, Dom DeLuise-ish. Exactly. (laughs) But that being said, I would say the list of possibilities for Father's Day stuff on you, we've done good this episode that vegan sunless tanning lotion and a hawaiian shirt to wear once you have the tan i would rather just stick to some overalls now we just got to go back to you running off the houseboat in the tornado with the inner tube over your arm no i would rather be floppies (laughs) i would rather just have overalls (laughs) well you got to get some cut off ones though i'll wear cut off overalls i don't care and like no shirt and one strap we all want me to have a shirt on. Let's be honest. Nobody wants <laughs> well, me to take it that's off. What th- they're overalls. They cover up two-thirds of the front. They even cover a part of your hairy back. <laughs> <laughs> you may not be feeling well, but you were really struggling last episode. You were not getting any jokes. That was the other <laughs> terrible part that was making it hard for me to record. I will tell everybody while we're wrapping up here, I know everybody has wanted some more interviews. We are going to be... As things open up, Zeke and I, it's my fault. I don't love the virtual interviews. Zeke and I can go virtual all we want. I think with with this whole thing, we've realized that Zeke and I can be virtual and still have rapport because Zeke's my boy. That's kind of how it is. Like We know each other. We've been doing this long enough, but I hate having interviews with people virtually. It's always awkward. People don't know when to talk. It's just a different feeling in person. So we are working on getting more interviews in person. There are still going to be some virtual ones from time to time, but we are looking forward to having more interviews. I know that's feedback we always get from all of you that you wish we had more. So do we, and we're going to fix it. Hey, I mean, at least you can tell I'm, I'm not sick. I just have a damn runny nose and it's killing my voice. But the inner asshole, he's here 110% right now. You're always here. And on that note... Zeke, you asshole. If people want to find you, they should DM you at EZEBaker at Instagram.com. That is EZEBaker. Tell Zeke that you want all of our picks in the future. Anything that's going on, just like 
if we have a pick coming out and you see it, he's the one you want to DM. That's E-Z-E Baker at Instagram. He is Zeke Baker. If you go to a bourbon group, he is the only person named Zeke. He will help you figure out how to make a label, whatever it is you need. He is there for you. <laughs> it's not even the, the throw under the bus treatment. It's throwing like one of those double 18 wheelers. Payback's a bitch. You can find us on Facebook at Dad's Tricky Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Tricky Bourbon. Again, Zeke's Instagram is EZEBaker <laughs> at Instagram.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please leave us an open and honest review like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee, and not checking my DMs. That's EZEBaker <laughs> at Instagram.com. Cheers. Ciao.